Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Farley Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And today I want to talk about briefly for a second, a minute, a moment. I just want to read some Proverbs that talk about the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Let's read some Proverbs to see what the fear of the Lord is. Father, first of all, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, um, for being amongst us, uh, for enabling us to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Um, Teaching us, leading us, guiding us, and directing us. In Jesus' name we pray. So Proverbs 9 and 10 It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, because when we fear the Lord, we we have reverence for the Lord, uh, we have respect for Him. People that, then we have, uh, we'll listen to Him, we'll take His advice. Um, when people who have no respect for you do not listen to you. <laughs> and when we have no reverence for God, uh, no respect for God, we don't operate in the wisdom of God. Um, it says, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs ten twenty seven: the fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Why? Because when you reverence the Lord, you walk in the wisdom of God. Um, You take his advice. (laughs) We walk in obedience to God. One of the things that the Lord taught me is that when he's telling us not to do stuff, it's not because he don't like us. It's not because he's trying to keep us from our fun. It's because he's trying to protect us from the evil one. (laughs) The fear of the Lord is to hate evil also, right? That's let me find some more. Um, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. What is the, the fear of the Lord is to reverence the Lord, to have respect for the Lord. Proverbs 1 and 7 tells us the fear of the Lord is beginning of knowledge, but fools, they despise wisdom and instructions. So the way you could tell when you're dealing with a fool is when they despise the wisdom of God. When they despise, they don't want to hear the word of God. They despise instructions. They don't, they don't follow God's instructions. How many of you have ever talked to people and you know that as soon as you get off that phone, they're going to do what they want to do? It doesn't, you know, don't matter how many Bible verses you gave them, how many words of knowledge the Lord gave them, how many prophetic words the Lord gave them, when you get off that phone, they're going to do what they want to do. That's a fool because a fool, a fool will also get mad at you when you tell them what God said because they despise wisdom and they despise instructions. That's how you know when we're acting like a fool and when we're dealing with the fool. Psalms 34 11 says, come you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the, to reverence God, to have respect for God, um, and to not mock God, because when we don't understand it, there is also a wrath of God. <laughs> there is a judgment of God, right? When we have respect for him, his word will teach us how to fear him. 
to have reverence for him, respect and honor for him. Um, Proverbs 8, 13, it says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth, God says he hates that. God hates pride, God hates arrogance, and he hates evil. He hates when we do th- when we follow the evil way, when we do what the devil say. And he hates a perverse mouth. He says, and the perverse mouth, I hate. This is the word of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord, Proverbs 8.13. The fear of the Lord is to hate what's evil. So the reason we, we <laughs> the more we learn to fear the Lord, have reverence for God, respect for God, the more we will learn to hate evil. I had to say to someone the other day, the reason you're still doing what you're doing is because we haven't learned, you haven't learned to hate evil. Because when you learn to hate what's evil, you'll cling, will cling to what's good. Hate what's evil and cling to what's good. You say, what is evil? Anything that's contrary to who God is, anything that's contrary to how God is, is evil. So God says, Proverbs 8, 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. When you have reverence for God, when you have respect for God, you're going to hate the things that's opposite to him. This is why we cannot compromise. Because when we compromise, (laughs) there is no fear of God. When we compromise, I think what we tend to forget is that Because God is everywhere, he's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, he sees everything and he knows everything. Sometimes I think that we don't really quite believe that, right? So we feel like we can compromise when we're with this group of people and then we can act this way when we're with this group of people. But the fear of the Lord is to hate what's evil. So the closer we draw to the Lord, the more we develop that love relationship with him, the more we'll hate evil. The more we fall in love with God, the more we fall in love with what's good, the more that we fall in love with what's right, we'll learn to hate, we'll begin to hate what's evil. We'll be like, nah, I don't want to do that no more. (laughs) I know I used to do that, but I don't want to do that no more because the fear of the Lord is to hate what's evil. God says pride and arrogance. When we're prideful, what does it mean to be prideful? To be prideful is to say, I don't care what you say. I don't care what God say. I'm going to do what I want to do. So when we don't do, when we know to do better and we refuse to do what's right, that's pride and arrogance. Lean not to your own understanding, Proverbs says, but in all your ways acknowledge God and I will direct your path. He said, be not wise in your eyes and depart and um." And fear the Lord. Depart from evil and fear the Lord. Depart from evil. Quit doing what we want to do. When we do what we want to do and we don't care about what God is telling us to do, that's an evil way. God hates the evil way. He said, I want us to surrender. I want you to surrender your will for my will. Your way for my way. Will you surrender? Because the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I can judge my reverence and my respect for God by the way I live. I judge my love for God by my obedience to God for what I know. For he that knoweth to do good and do it not for him is sin. When I know to do better and I refuse to do better, that's sin for me. Not only is it sin, it's rebellion and it's pride and it's arrogance. 
because I have knowledge of the truth. And what I'm saying is, God, I got this. I don't need you. I don't need to know what your words say. I'm not interested in trying to live your way. I got this. Proverbs 9 and 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When we want to know um, the fear of the Lord, have reverence for God. I respect you too much not to do what you say do. I trust your counsel, Holy Spirit. I trust your word, Lord, because I have reverence for you. People who have no respect for you will not listen to what you say. People who have no respect for you does not honor you. People who has no respect for you is not going to take your counsel or your advice. People who have no honor or reverence or respect for you does not value you or what you say because your words represent who you are. You know, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to do what I want to do. And you know what? It's sad to say, but we say that to God too. When we know to do better and we don't do what he say, we're saying, shut up. I got this. I got this. Right? Well, I got it. We say it with our actions. How many of you know that our actions really do speak louder than our words? Proverbs 2, 3, and 5. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. He says, if you'll cry out for discernment, if you'll cry out and say, Lord, help me to discern, help me to know, help me to distinguish good from evil and right from wrong. I need to know how to rightfully judge things. And if you'll lift up your voice for understanding, Lord, help me to understand what it is I know. Because do you know you can know some stuff? You can know the word of God and not understand it. You can quote the word of God and not understand it. Wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, we got to get some understanding because I need to know how to do what I know. So I ask people to say, do you know how to do what you know? Because we can know a lot of stuff and not know how to do what we know. He says, if you'll seek her as silver, you know, like seek, seek after the word of God, like we chase after money, like we chase after the things of this world. It will seek her and search for her as hidden treasure. Then you will understand. It will, if you will cry out for discernment. And if you'll lift your voice for understanding, just like it was for silver, if you'll chase after the will of God, if you'll chase after the way of God, if you'll chase after the things of God, like we chase after the things of this world, the word of the Lord, he that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. God wants us to know what he knows. We have the mind of Christ. He wants us to put on the mind of Christ. In order to live Christ's life, we got to know how Christ thinks. We have to know what is the word of God. God and his word is one. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and it even dwelt among us. God and his word is one. Isaiah 66 and 2. He says, for all those things my hand has made and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. Does the word of God cause you to tremble when there is a fear of the Lord, when there is a reverence of the Lord? It'll stop us in our steps. 
it'll stop us. You know how we say, well, my mom could just give me that look and I knew I better not do that. Or they gave me that look and I knew they wasn't pleased with that. Right? Hebrews 10, let's read Hebrews 10, 26 through 31. He says, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of truth, there's no longer remain a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which would devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law died without mercy on the testimony of two or three uh, witnesses. Or how much worse punishment do you suppose will he will be um, thought worthy who has trampled the son of God underfoot count the blood of the covenant by which he was sacrificed a common thing and insult the spirit of grace we be insulting the spirit of grace and we do not value the blood of Jesus how do we insult the spirit of grace when we mock God we think that we can mock God the word of the Lord says shall we continue in sin so grace shall abide God forbid, the word of the Lord says, for God is not mocked. Quit, quit. People think because we're under grace, that's a license to sin. No, when you love God for real, you're not looking for a way to sin. When you love him, because our, Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. We cannot love someone we do not know. When I ex We cannot love a God that we do not know. God and his word is one. We have to walk in fellowship to have a relationship with God. We cannot walk in fellowship with God without having a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to have a relationship with the Messiah, a relationship with Jesus Christ to walk in fellowship with him. Jesus said, if you say that you walk in fellowship with me, but yes, you still walk in darkness when, when my lifestyle is contrary to who he is, to how he is, he said, listen, you are a liar. This is, he said, L-I-A-R in, in John. He said, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. The, the blood of Jesus is not a common thing. We cannot insult the spirit of grace. For God is not mocked. It's not about trying to see how far you can go. It's not about seeing how much you can do. It's not about what God understands. God God wants us to understand. He says wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, we need to get some understanding. He's it's like, yeah, I understand that you know what I told you to do and you didn't do it. You are insulting the grace, the spirit of grace. You are insulting the spirit of God. You're trying to mock. Should we continue in sin so grace may abide God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, the word of the Lord says, that shall he also reap. So you're thinking because, well, God, I'm under grace. I'm under grace to have a license to sin. No, listen, sin has consequences. And a lot of times we're reaping the consequences of those things that we've done. The world call it karma. I don't get into that. I call it what the word of God say. The word of the Lord says is called reaping what you sow. It, every deed is a seed being sown into the life of my others, into the life of myself. You know, our, our words are seeds being sown. Our actions, our deeds are seeds being sown. So just like an apple tree seed that you plant in the ground, it's going to manifest. It's the same way our deeds are going to manifest. We're going to reap 
whatsoever we sow. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and we will eat the fruit thereof. We're going to eat our words. We're going to have exactly what we're saying. We're reaping what we're sowing. Um, for we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord would judge his people. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. The apostle Paul, when he was rebuking the Corinthian church, he said, listen here, you up here laughing when you really should be grieving. You should really be sad because this man is sleeping with his um in-law. He's sleeping with family members. You know, you got fornication in the church. You don't want to deal with it. You're acting like everything is okay. You should be laughing. You should be weeping and mourning. He said, but because this man does not want to repent, in other words, from his sins, hand him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his soul might be saved. Treat him like an infidel, in other words. But then later on, come back and restore him so he don't get so discouraged. Treat him like a tax collector. You need to cast him out until he's ready to repent. Why? Because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. There, when there is no fear of God, when there is no reverence, when we have more respect for a man of God than we have respect for our, the living Jesus Christ, our living Messiah, when we, there's things that we won't do in front of the pastor, but we'll do in secret, not knowing that it's God who sees us all. It's God who we're trying to please. When we are men-pleasers, we perform. We perform in front of people. But when we're God-pleasers, our lifestyle is the same way all the time, everywhere we go. Because there's no pretending. We're not being chameleons. We're not trying to, we're not like putting on one face when I'm at the workplace, another play face. Listen, God is everywhere. It's so important that we're God pleasers and not people pleasers. We have to be God pleasers and not people pleasers. Because when we're God pleasers, that makes us conscious of his presence daily. We have to be conscious, conscious of his presence daily. Are you conscious of the Lord's presence daily? We must be conscious. When we're conscious of his presence, we'll be mindful of our behavior because we'll remember that even though people can't see, even though people can't hear, God sees and God hears. Job 4, 42, 5 and 6 says, I have heard of the day, I have heard you by the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I appear myself and repent and dust and ashes. Oh, fear the Lord, Psalms 34 and 9 says. Fear the Lord, you saints. There is no want for those who fear him. The Lord said, listen, when you have reverence for God, he says there's no want, there's no lack for those who fear the Lord. There's no want for those who reverence and have respect for the Lord. The Bible said God is not trying to withhold any good thing from those who love him. He's not trying to withhold any good thing. He gave his only begotten son. What else is there that he will not freely give us? When we have a reverence for God, a fear of God, there will be no want or no lack 
in our lives when we reverence the Lord, when we have respect for him. The word of the Lord says those who reverence the Lord, those who fear the Lord, he will make his covenant known with them, to them. I think it's Psalms 25, 14 or something like that. Those who reverence the Lord, or 14, 29, those who reverence the Lord, who fear the Lord, he will make his covenant known to them. I'm going to go back and find that. Uh, Proverbs 22, 4. He says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. By humility. We know that the word of the Lord says that he resists, that God resists the proud, right? Those who think they can live life without Christ is walking in pride. Those who are not acknowledging God and when we do what we want to do, we're saying, God, forget you. I got this. I don't need you. Uh, well, a lot of times we think pride is us bragging and boasting, and that is a form of pride. But pride is also ignoring what we know, ignoring God, not acknowledging God, and just basically doing what we want to do. I heard what you said. I know what you said. But God forgets you. I'm going to do exactly opposite to what I want to do. The word of the Lord says that after, the, you know, God gave Cain to give um, Jonah a word, that he got on a, a boat and he bought, he, he bought a ticket and he went the opposite way of what God told him to do. <laughs> How many of us are doing opposite to what the word of the Lord has told us to do? We're doing opposite to maybe the prophetic word that God has given us. We're doing opposite to what the word of the Lord tells us to do. Well, that's pride. When we have no reverence for God, we walk in pride, humility. Uh, we walk in pride and arrogance, and we go our evil way, doing what we want to do, not caring about what God say. That grieves the spirit of God. That quenches, quenches, the heart of God. We must have a godly fear of God, a reverence by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. If we want the true riches, the true honor, we must have a reverence for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? To call him Lord means he's our, like our supervisor. He tells us what to do. Ecclesiastes 3.14, he says, I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it that men should fear before, fear before him. God does it. God does it. God does it. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse, uh, cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Holiness in the fear of God. When we fear, when we have a reverence for God, we will be walk in, be ye holy as he is holy. Holiness is our lifestyle, not our dress size. But whatever it is that we have on that God don't want, he will convict us. We won't feel comfortable wearing that or doing that anymore. That's the conviction of God. He chastised those that he loved. The reason you don't feel comfortable 
acting like that no more. You don't feel comfortable wearing that no more. You don't feel comfortable doing that no more. It's because the Holy Spirit is convicting us. Right? He's convicting us. He's convicting us. Let me read some more. I want to read some more Proverbs which in Psalms. We're talking about the fear of the Lord. Psalms 25, 14. He says, the secret of the Lord is with those. This is the one I want, I'm talking about. Psalms 25, 14. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. One translation says, those who fear the Lord, he will make his covenant known to them. I think it's King James Version. Psalms 25, 14. The secret of the Lord. If you want to know the Lord's secrets, have reverence, have respect for him. Because he shares his secrets with his friends. Jesus told the disciples, he said, I no longer call you a servant, but a friend. Because a servant does not know what the master is doing, but a friend does. Right? So the servant of the Lord is with those. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Psalms 31, 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. Reverence for God. If you disrespect God, that means there's no reverence for God. There is no fear of God. When we feel like we can mock the grace of God, then we do what we do and say, God, understand. We live a lifestyle contrary to him and say, God, understand. Quit mocking the grace of God. There is also a judgment of God. <laughs> In the end, we all going to have to give account. And even now, people are being exposed, right? Um, we're all going to have to give account of the deeds that we've done in this body. The word of the Lord says, Proverbs, that there's one thing in common. The God, the rich and the poor have in common is that God created them both. The eyes of the Lord goes through the earth. He watches and he sees. God is everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. When we become God pleasers and not men pleasers, we will become conscious of God's presence daily. Are you God conscious? Are you aware that even though people can't see you, are you aware that God can see you? Are you aware that even though people can't hear you, that God can hear you? Are you aware of his presence? Are you conscious of God's presence? It's, we need to be conscious of his presence daily because God is mindful of us. So we need to be mindful of him. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. You want some revelation knowledge? You want some inside secrets? You want some uh, words of knowledge? You want to know what God knows? Then have reverence for him. Jesus said, I, I don't, are you a servant or are you a friend? Jesus said, I don't call you a servant anymore. I call you a friend. Because see, now you have a revelation of some things. My father has revealed some things to you. He's sharing his secrets. I'll make my covenant known to those who fear me, to those who have reverence for me. So you don't trample the grace of the blood of God and disrespect the grace of God. Just saying, because I'm under grace, God is going to forgive me. Let me see how I can sin and get away from this. That's not what this is. Should we continue in sin because we're under grace? Should we continue in sin? God forbid. 
for whatsoever. God is not mocked. Let's quit mocking God. Let's quit mocking the grace of God. Let's quit trying to see how much we can get away with. God understands. No, when, when we have reverence for God, when we have respect for him, there's just some things we ain't going to do. There's just some places we ain't going to go because of our reverence for him. Some of us have respect for our spouses. Some of us have respect for our, our spouses, for our parents. Uh, some of us have respect for authority. That's good. when you Because when you have reverence, there's some places, some things you just won't do to your spouse. There's some things you just won't say to your spouse because of your reverence. And your respect from them for them. A man needs respect more than he needs sex, lady. The word of the Lord says for a woman to love her husband, to respect her husband, and for a husband to love his wife. <laughs> to, he says to the woman, love your husband. He says to the I mean he says to the woman, respect your husband. He says to the man, I need you to love your wife. You need to love your wife like Christ loved the church. For no man has ever hated his own body. So when you're not treating your wife right, you're not treating yourself right. <laughs> it's so Marriage is so connected that he says, listen here, husbands. If you're bitter with your wife, your prayers aren't going to be answered. <laughs> We're one. Psalms, so Psalms 25, 14. To those who fear the Lord, he will make his covenant known to them. We must have a reverence. We must have respect for God. We must have a, uh, a, a respect for the, of the fear of God. There is a judgment. He says we don't need to be fearing man who can kill the body. We need to be fearing the Lord who has the power to send our soul to hell. Right? That we need to, that we need to be awestruck by God. We need to have a reverence and a fear of God. We need to have respect for God. Psalms and not mock the grace of God. God is not mocked. Quit mocking, trying to mock him. You're not mocking him. Saying, oh, God will forgive me. God understand. You're mocking the grace of God. Stop it because God is not mocked. Should we continue in sin so grace can abide? Abide? God forbid, for God is not mocked, the word of God says. Whatsoever man soweth, listen, there is a paid day. Sin has consequences. We're going to pay for that. Even though we're under the grace of God, we're going to pay for that. That's the law of reciprocity. Whatever you sow, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Some of us are reaping the harvest. We're reaping. We can't figure out why these things are happening to us. Chances are sometimes it's because we done did those things to other people. Sometimes it's just a spiritual attack where the devil is coming to steal the word. Remember the parable of the sword that says immediately after the seed is sown, Satan comes to steal the word. Psalms 31, 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. Psalms 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. The angels of the Lord are encamped around about those who fear the Lord. The angels of the Lord, they surround us. They surround all those who have reverence and respect for the Lord. The angels of the Lord encamps. Listen here, Psalms 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those 
who fear him and delivers them. The angels of the Lord are encamped around about those who fear the Lord. The angels of the Lord encamps around about those who fear the Lord. Psalms um, Psalms 34, 7. That's not, go back and read Psalms 34, 7. Ecclesiastes 7, 18. It is good that you grasp this and also not remove your hand from the other. For he who fears God will escape them all. The fear of the Lord will deliver us. The fear of the Lord, will, having a reverence for God, for God, will deliver us. You know, when um, Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, Daniel had a reverence for God. He had respect for God. He, the reason he was being thrown in there in the first place is because he was praying to God. And he would not bow to any foreign God. He, would, he refused to bow to the idolatry. He refused to bow to a man-made God. He refused to bow to the things of this world. How many of you know that anything or anyone who takes the place of God in our lives becomes the God of our life? Some of us will go to concerts and scream over people, but when we go to church, we won't even raise our hands to worship Jesus. There's no condemnation, but this is a real talk. Let's look at ourselves. Biblical principles for inner healing. This is, Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer. It's me, Lord. Is it good that you grasp this and also come remove your hands from the others? For he who um, fear the Lord will be delivered. James 2, 19 through 24. You believe that there is one God, you do well. But even demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? But by works, faith was made complete. His faith was made complete because of his works. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Abraham believed God. And because Abraham believed God, Abraham was called the friend of God. It wasn't because Abraham was perfect. Abraham was called the friend of God because Abraham believed God. He, he reverenced him. He believed what he said. See, when people have respect for you, they will listen to you. <laughs> when people have no respect for you, they don't listen to you. How do you know when a person, people can hear you and not be listening to you, okay? When, when someone is listening to you, they do whatever that you tell them to do. That's when they're listening to you. But when people are just hearing you, they're not listening to you. They're not, it's not going down on the inside. In other words, they have no intentions of doing what you say. They have no, and so when we believe God, to believe God is to not just hear, but to listen and obey. To believe God is to listen to God and to obey. Not just to hear, not just to know. Even demons believe and tremble. But the way we know when we believe something is when we act on it. Because faith without works is dead. It's not enough just to believe for it. 
We have to actually act on whatever it is that God has told us to do. Faith without works is dead. When you read the word, look for the verb, the action verb, and that's the works that's tied to that word. 1 Peter 3, 15 through 17, he says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that's within you. Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's within you. Always be ready to testify on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ because the best witness is always an eyewitness. If I had to choose, if I was up for trial and I had to choose between an eyewitness over a hearsay witness, I think I want the eyewitness because the hearsay ain't going to get it. But an eyewitness, I'll take my chance on the one that heard something, saw something, or experienced something over the one who was just, who just heard something from someone else. The eyewitness is the best kind of witness. The eyewitness is the best kind of witness. Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's within you with meekness and fear, with meekness. For for if it had not been for the grace of God, for the blood of God, for the redemption of Jesus Christ, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, hell will be my home. So who am I? Because it's not by my own righteousness that I'm saved, that I'm delivered, that I'm redeemed, that I'm set free, that I'm I'm going to go to heaven. But it's because of Jesus Christ's righteousness, the one who redeemed us, who delivered us, who set us free from the hand of the enemy. He had a good conscience, uh, but with fear and meekness and having a good conscience, that when they defame you as an evildoer, when people talk about you, as an evildoer, I've been called an evildoer. When people talk about you as being wicked, as being an evildoer, those who speak, who revile, who talk, who talk about your good conduct in Christ, they're gonna be put to shame. Keep doing good, because when your hater speaks evil of you, and all you're doing is going about doing good, it's going to make them look ignorant. It's going to make them look ignorant. For it is better if it is the will of God that you suffer for doing the right thing, for doing good, than for doing evil. If you're going, if people are going to talk about you, make sure you keep doing good. If the devil's going to go around lying on you, trying to defame your character to make people think evil things about you, also you need to make sure you cut those people out of your circle. Because people who talk evil, who speak evil against you, are not people who's for you. People who call up other people to spread evil things, lies about you, are not people who's for you. But people who's telling you the truth, people who tells you the truth, are people who really care about you. When, even when you don't want to hear it, faithful are the wounds of a friend. But deceitful is the kiss of an enemy, Proverbs tell us. So you will know your true friends by the truth your friends tell you. That's how you're going to know your true friends. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Psalms 19.9 Psalms 19.9. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. 
and to be held in reverence by those around him. Do you have reverence for God? Do you have respect for God? Do you have reverence? When you have respect for God, it's going to automatically make you hate evil because God is opposite of evil. I told someone, I said, the reason you're constantly sinning is because you have to, haven't learned any reverence and respect for the Lord. When we learn to respect the Lord, when we learn to have reverence for the Lord, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The reason people don't hate evil yet because there's no fear of God yet. Because when you have respect for someone, you don't want to disrespect them. When you have respect for someone, you listen to what they say because of your reverence for them. Psalms 89, 7. God is greatly to be feared in the assemblies of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around them. Psalms 147, 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who reverence, who fear him, and those who hope in his mercy. The Lord takes, it, it's the, it, he takes pleasure in it when we reverence him, when we have a fear of him. When we are awestruck by him. When we are in awe of him. This is who we're called to worship. We're not called to yell and scream and worship over other people. We're called to yell and scream and worship Jesus. Who are you lifting up? When my life does not glorify Jesus Christ, then my life is not, I'm not being a light. People are going to be drawn to me. Not to the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ says, when I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. Whatever we do in word or deed, we're supposed to do it so God can get the glory. So when Christ is not being lifted up, it's not drawing people to him. It's drawing people to us. Let's not get that straight. We're not, we, we as believers are not to get into idolatry worship. God was, we was created to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and him only, not the creation, but the creator. To God belongs all the honor. To God belongs all the glory. To God belongs all the praise in Jesus name. The fear of the Lord is the instructions of wisdom and before honor is humility. Proverbs 15, 33. He says that the fear of the Lord is the instructions of wisdom. So to, when, we're, when we follow the word of God, when we're obedient to what he says, not only are we following the wisdom of God, but we're following the God's word is his wisdom. God's word is his instructions. And when we do what it says, then that shows that we have reverence and respect and we have regards for God. When we disregard God, we have no respect for God, Okay. When I don't care, the word of the Lord says, as unto the Lord. He says, wives, submit yourselves unto your husband, as unto the Lord. Then Colossians tells the husband and the wife to submit themselves one to another. Out of reverence, out of the fear and reverence for the Lord. I'm doing it because of my reverence, because of my respect for God. It doesn't matter what I feel like. It doesn't matter what it looked like. I'm, I'm going to do this because of my respect for him. And when we're conscious of God's presence. We're going to know that even when people can't see, God can see. When we're God-pleasers, we're conscious of his presence. The only way we can be God-pleasers is to daily be conscious 
of his presence. He said, I need you to acknowledge me. Quit ignoring me. Acknowledge me in all your ways. And I promise, I have to direct your path. God's promise to us is that when we acknowledge him and all our ways to direct our path. Proverbs 14, 26 through 27. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. When the, the word of God is meant to direct us into everything, the way, the truth, and the light. That's what the, when, when someone is trying to give you godly wisdom or someone's trying to tell you what's right, is to lead you a, us away from what's wrong. So when we read the word of the Lord, he's telling us to flee this, to take off anger, to stop doing this, to stop doing that. The purpose of his wisdom is to lead us away from the snares of death. It's to protect us from the evil one. When we're trying to teach our kids not to do this and not to do that, the purpose of it is to protect them from something that's going to hurt them. And when we don't want to do what the word what the word of God tells us to do, we see it as something evil because that's not what my flesh wants. It's opposite to what my flesh wants. The flesh is enmity against God. What we want, what our flesh wants, is opposite to what God wants. The fear of the Lord is the instructions of wisdom. And before honor is humility. We have to humble ourselves. And in due season, God will lift us up. He will promote us. Promotion comes from the Lord. Real promotion comes from the Lord. Okay? We don't have to make room for our gift. Our gift will make room for us. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Have reverence and respect for God. Remember, understand, and know that even when man can't see, that God can see. And even when man can't hear, that God can hear. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. Proverbs 31, 30 says, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, is fleeting. This beauty is going to pass. We're going to change. We're going to get wrinkles. Our body's going to change. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. It's not just the outward. It's not the outside that makes a person beautiful. It's what's on the inside. It's that inner, meek, quiet spirit of humility. A woman who respects God. A woman who respects her husband. A woman who loves the Lord Jesus Christ. A woman who submitted to God. Because a woman who submitted to God is a wife. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Getting married don't make you a wife. Being submitted and being married to God, that's what makes you a wife. A woman who submitted and married to God is a wife. He who finds a wife fi finds a good thing and he says he will obtain favor from the Lord. God will give you the resources and whatever it takes to help uh, take care of your wife. You obtain favor. God gives that man favor favor because he has found a woman who's married to him. A woman who's married to God, a woman who's submitted to God, it's not when a woman is submitted to God, it's not hard for her to submit to her husband. It's not hard for her to submit to anyone else. Listen, when we talk about the Lord says as unto the Lord 
In other words, I'm doing this, God, because you said so. And when we live a lifestyle of submission, we live a lifestyle of godly humility. To be humble means simply to be obedient. It's to walk in obedience and reverence for God. It doesn't matter what I feel like. It doesn't matter what they say. My God, my job is to say what God said. Biblical principles for inner healing. This is, we got to be able to take the plank out of our own eye before we can see the splinter in our brother's eye. Lord, it's me standing. I don't know about you, but Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer. The fear of the Lord is the instructions of wisdom. And before honor, before God will honor you, you have to be humble. Because God resists the proud. He resists people who don't acknowledge him, but ignore him. He resists the people who say, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do it my way. God is, he resists the evil way. So my question is, sometimes people talk about being rejection, the root of rejection and all of this. Sometimes it's not where people are rejecting you. Sometimes it's where God is resisting you because when people are stiff necked, when we're stiff necked and rebellious and we just bit and set on our own ways, sometimes God will interrupt our way like he did Saul on the road to Damascus because Saul was on a road to Damascus. He had papers in hand to persecute more Christians and believers and things like that, but God interrupted Saul's life because of the call that he had on his life. I don't know about you, but my prayer is, Lord, interrupt my life when I'm going the wrong way. Interrupt my life. I give you permission, Lord. Interrupt my life because my heart desire is to fulfill your desire. But I will not come off this wall. I will not compromise because love does not compromise. Love tells the truth, even when it's not popular. We are called to speak the word in season and out of season. When it's popular, when it's not popular, we're called to be God pleasers and not people pleasers. Know and understand it, even when people can't see that God can see. And he always deals with us in secret before he allows us to be exposed publicly because he loves us too much to leave us in the position that he is in. So therefore, harden not your heart. Learn and understand, excuse me, the fear of the Lord. Walk in reverence to God. Charm is deceitful and beauty, excuse me, is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Make sure, women, that you walk in the fear of the Lord, that you reverence him. That's the woman that's truly beautiful. That's the woman. The woman who has a fear of God is truly the beautiful woman. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by those around him. Come and hear all who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his mercy. I'm ending in here. You guys are finna end it here. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be themselves to be but men. Help us to understand that we're not greater than you, Lord. Help us to understand. Father, we come before you. We worship you. You said he who feared, he who feared the Lord. You who feared the Lord, praise him. We ought to praise the Lord. 
all descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all you offsprings of yours. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Who is the man that fears the Lord? Psalms 25, 12. Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. This is why the world is in chaos, because there's no fear of the Lord. We're doing what we want to do, saying what we want to say. We're mocking God, saying, God gave me a choice. This is my life. I can live how I want to live. But what we have forgotten is that the word of the Lord says that our life is not our own. We have been bought with a price. The precious blood of Jesus Christ, who became our living sacrifice. Our life is not our own. Yes, God gave us choices. But what I would like to say to you is that will you choose Christ? Will you choose the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who died for us? Because your body, your life is not your own. It's been bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He wished that none should perish, but that we all should have eternal life. Be God conscious and know that even he's, even when people can't see, I want to leave you with this. Who is the man that fears the Lord? He shall teach. Him shall he teach in the way that he chooses. If we want God choices, we have to have a reverence for God. Psalms 25, 12. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he chooses. When we, when we have a reverence for God, he will teach us his way. When we have a reverence for God, he will teach us what's right. He will teach us what's wrong. He will give us the ability to discern, to distinguish. Those who fear the Lord, Psalms 25, 14, them he will make his covenant known to him. If we want a revelation, if we want God to reveal Jesus Christ to us, if we want God to reveal his word to us, then we must learn to fear him, to have reverence for him. Because when we respect people, when we respect God, we listen to God, and when we listen to God, we obey God. There is no fear of God. So he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. If my people, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, who are called by my name, we talking about believers. If we will humble ourselves and pray and seek His face, and if we will turn, repent, and turn from our wicked ways, give up our ways for God's way, His promise to us. He said, "I will hear you from heaven." I will forgive your sins and I will heal your land. We as believers, we are called not to be not to conform, but to be ye transformed. We're not called to be like the world. We're called to be the light of the world. We're not called to fit in. We're called to be the salt of the earth. When people look at our lives, it should cause us to want to be thirsty for the Lord Jesus Christ. And whatever we do in word or deed, the Lord says, 
that we're supposed to do it so he can get the glory. For when Christ is lifted up, his promise to us, that men will be drawn unto him. Let's not be afraid of people because that's rooted in pride. When we're, when we're afraid of what people going to think about us, we're sitting in a seat of pride because this is not about us. If I say, if I talk to this people, this person about Jesus, what are they going to think about me? This is not about us. This is bigger than us. Every time I'm thinking about what people are going to think about me, I'm sitting in a seat of pride. This is not about us. It's bigger than us. Therefore, I declare and I decree that today, as born-again believers, that we will go out and we will testify because an eyewitness is the greatest witness. Go tell your story. Some of us quit testifying. Some of us quit telling our story. Tell people how you encountered Christ, how Christ encountered you. For no man can come unto the Father except he draws him. Therefore, harden not your heart. Romans 10, 9 and 10 said, we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died, that we can be born, we shall be saved. Father, I thank you for saving me. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died. And he's going to resurrect again. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. For those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Let's give up our way for God's way. Let's surrender our will for God's will so we can acknowledge him in all our ways and he can direct our path. I'm getting ready to end it here. Again, this is about what is the fear of the Lord? Do you have a fear? Do you have reverence? Do you have respect for God? We will no longer mock you, Lord. We will no longer mock the grace of God. We understand the judgment of God. For you are the one that we should fear. You're the one that has the power to send our soul to heaven or hell. We reverence you, Lord. We are in awe of you. I am awestruck, Lord, by your love. For when we were yet sinners, you died for us. We would not be stiff-necked and rebellious. We would not be stiff-necked and rebellious. We would not be bent on our way. Because you resist us when we resist you. You resist the proud. You resist the proud. Sometimes people ain't rejecting you. They're resisting you because of that pride in us. You resist us when we don't humble ourselves, when we refuse to do what you say. You resist the proud, but you give grace to the humble. Therefore, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand, Father. We repent and we turn from our wicked ways. And we thank you for healing our land. We thank you for healing us, for healing our spirit, our soul, for healing our mind, our bodies. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. You guys remember to like, share, and subscribe. I'm gone for today. Be blessed.